0: What is up, everybody? You are listening to the Ice Cream Sunday podcast. My name is Austin Buckner, and this is episode number twenty-eight. Um, I think I said it best on on social media, uh, and, and it bears repeating. Uh, there are episodes of this podcast that we want to do. Obviously, the ones with our friends, the ones with our our guests. Uh, when we have, you know, Abby Warner on, or we have Zach McIntosh on, those episodes we want to do. And then there's episodes like this one that I feel like we need to do. And for me personally, this is one that I felt like I needed to do. There's a lot of things that I felt like I needed to say things that for gosh, uh, 25 years now I've wanted to get off my chest needed to get off my chest. Um, so there's, there's the episodes we want to do the episodes we need to do. This one fits into that second category. Um, my goal with this episode is is twofold. I'm hoping that maybe, just maybe, uh, there are some absent or not so great parents that may listen to this episode and a light bulb will be switched on in their heads and they'll tell themselves, you know, uh, maybe I need to start prioritizing the right things in my life. And then, my hope is that maybe there are some, some children, of parents, that uh, that feel the same way I do about their relationship with their parents, and it empowers them to to stand up for themselves, and stand up for the things that they believe in, and stand up for, um. You know, needing to needing to feel loved, needing to feel important in the eyes of their their parents. Um so I hope that that this uh I hope that this episode strikes a chord with anyone that may be feeling the same way that I am, that have gone through the same things that I have. Um this is this is the story of why I uninvited my mother um to my upcoming wedding. So uh, sit back Relax and enjoy episode number 28 of the Ice Cream Sunday podcast. Invited my mom to our wedding.
1: Yeah, how'd yeah. that go? Um, because I remember I, I remember the message you sent me, and you're like, "Okay, I
0: got drama." So I mean, yeah, I mean, it, it, I didn't really uninvite her. She kind of uninvited herself. So you just
2: kind of reinforced that decision. Yeah,
0: yeah, I kind of. You
2: leaned into it.
0: I did. I did lean into it. So. Um, this is going to have more like a, a backstory to get to the story, but, um, the short version is she broke up with her, her boyfriend of like eight years earlier this year. And then my family moved her back to our hometown, Greenfield. Um, and she has an apartment there and then she started dating some guy that was terminally ill that cancer and then that guy died unexpectedly
2: yikes
0: and then she i mean he was terminally
1: ill was it unexpected
0: i mean I... sooner than expected maybe yeah maybe yeah sooner right. than expected would probably be a good good way to put it
2: which you know
1: if you don't know the story and and you only get like a certain context to it you think wow That's so great of her that she looks for love, even in people that she knows she won't have time with. Like, you know, because a lot of people just wouldn't
0: wouldn't do that. Yeah. I mean, I guess.
2: But.
1: But. Go ahead.
0: Yeah. But her thing is like, I don't know if she was looking for a, a long term relationship. She's like, let me get this for like a few months and then he'll die. And then, you know, I don't know. I don't want to put like, I don't want to put words in her mouth. Is it thank you next? Probably. Yeah. Something like that. But so she was, <clears throat> she was dating Mark who she'd been with for like eight years or something like that. Close to eight years, I think. Cause I, yeah, it had to have been eight years. Cause uh, I moved here in 2015. Yeah. Twenty end of twenty fourteen. They were already together. So it had been about about eight years. So um she she splits with that guy. Um and starts dating some guy with cancer. Um he passes away. Um I am not friends with her on Facebook because I just I can't fucking handle it. But some of her a lot of her posts are are public. So she posts like the day that your heart stopped beating. Mine changed forever. I remember that. And then literally, I think it was eight or nine days later. She's posting about being in a relationship with her new boyfriend. So Amy and I have never met this guy. Um, know very little about him and we just don't want the first time that we meet this guy to be at our wedding uh, We it's a very like close knit small-ish wedding compared to the number of people the n- sheer number of people that we could invite we left a lot of people off because it's just it's going to be a small wedding
1: and I mean that's perfectly reasonable all things considered like hey you have no problem with the person I thought I was
0: being reasonable that I thought I was being reasonable by saying, hey, don't know this guy. Have no problem meeting him after the wedding. Um, which I, I guess like we could meet him before the wedding too. My thing is though, like her whole rationale was like, um, I will, you know, 30 I've known him for 35 years, or we went to high school together, and it's 35, 36 years in the making, this relationship. That's great, but like I'm trying to think of somebody I dated in high school. Okay, so like my my first like serious relationship was with a girl named Shonda Ryan. She was the uh police chief's daughter in Greenfield. <laughs> yeah. Like, so if we started like if Amy and I were to break up and her and I started dating now, then I would be like, mm, twenty years in the making. But like, it really wasn't. Like we didn't no. we didn't we didn't stay in contact with each other and like I don't know her many things have changed in two decades I'm a completely different person than I was when I dated her the first time right or that I went to high school with or any any girl even if I didn't date her before like uh, I'm just trying to like throw out a random name of someone that I like I don't know If, if I started dating someone that I knew in high school 20 years later my whole point being that like I don't know them you know So, like, I've never met this person. Amy's never met this person. Most of the people at the wedding have never met this person. And you just reconnected with them, like, a month ago for the first time in 36 years. So, we're not comfortable with him being at the wedding. So, I explained this. And I was just like, and also, like, her and my uncle Shane have been, like, butting heads because he's brought this up to her as well. Like, it's crazy that you get into another relationship after your last boyfriend died of cancer, so
1: you're forgetting a, a good, important part of that. Uh, what about this guy she's with now?
0: Oh, we'll get to that. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, um, but wait, there's more. Yeah, there's so much more. So I don't know this person and uh, her and Shane have already had this like argument. So I was just like, you know what? Let's just, he's not invited to the wedding and it's not anything against him. It's just, we don't know him we don't want to take away from like our day and there'd be a bunch of drama with the family which is already a very dramatic family. Mm-hmm. So, I just tell her, "Hey, like because of these reasons, we just don't want there to be any drama. Things there's has been some drama between you and Shane. I don't want you to bring that to the wedding." And then instead of just accepting that like an adult with self-respect and dignity, uh she responds with, like, I don't know who's being dramatic. Like, you know, like, it's not us. So we're not being dramatic. And then...
2: Deflecting.
0: I... <laughs> I I mean, I had enough of her shit when I was, like, eight years old. So this has just been... I mean, it, it just builds and builds and builds and builds and builds.
1: This has been decades in the making. Oh,
0: <laughs> this has been 33 years <laughs> in the making. Uh, so... I respond with it is too late at night for this. I do not have the time nor the energy
2: nor the patience
0: to explain to you how dramatic it is to break up or or, or bury your your boyfriend that died of cancer. What did I say? I said uh
1: I don't have the time nor the energy to discuss how leaping from the moment your heart stopped beating, mind changed forever, to 36 years in the making in just nine days time is the most dramatic bullshit I've ever seen in my life.
0: Yeah. And I said, the the, the decision has been made. Uh, accept it or don't show up to the wedding. At, at this point, I don't give a fuck. And then she responded with, what the fuck ever, lose my RSVP. And then so before I (laughs) before I blocked her because I was like I'm just I'm done I'm because she's gonna pull this thing where she's like Hey you're right and blah 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 and like if that's how you feel and like guilt trip me into like he won't come but I'm not gonna be happy about it and I was just like I'm not I'm not doing this with you so I just said you know what I'm done I'm done and not like I'm done for a little bit like I'm done permanently because your ability to always put random dudes that you barely know uh in front of your your children uh it's just astounding like it never it never ceases to to uh never ceases to amaze me and like this has been happening forever so this is the backstory that i was talking about so like i i've lived with my grandparents literally my entire life my my it was a teenage pregnancy um there's like nine different stories depending on when you ask my mother, like the my origin story, my my villain origin story. Um,
2: you want to know how I got these scars? Yeah, yeah.
0: I'm like, hey, mom. Um, can you tell me the story of how Uncle Ben died? And she's like, yeah, of course. Either it happened with I got raped or I was dating your father and we had an oopsie daisy or we never actually had sex. He just ejaculated too close to me or there's like nine different stories and it's never consistent. So I have, I'm either baby Jesus or I'm (laughs) the product of rape uh, and there's no in between. Um, So I have no idea. I don't, I have no idea the circumstances surrounding my birth um
2: and sometimes you know at that point it's like you know what i'm I not gonna get I don't the truth care. i don't care yeah i don't
0: care um and my family never actually talked about my biological father like growing up i didn't know about him until i was 17 um i didn't meet him until i was 17 and at that point
1: man did that go over at that
0: point i'm just convinced that they hired a fucking crisis actor and that, like, I'm I'm actually Guatemalan. I built my entire personality since I was 17 years old and found out that I'm Asian on being an Asian American. And then I'm going to take a fucking DNA test and find out that I'm 100 that Guatemalan, and it's just going to ruin everything for me. Not that not that being uh, Hispanic or Latino American would be a bad thing. It's just I've I've I have this whole like <laughs> like all of my jokes are like mm, it's because I have a small dick like everything I've created in my personality is being an asian American um hashtag stop asian hate
1: so <laughs> do you feel like you, do you like if if you were to take a test and find out that you're not Asian right yeah would you look back at all the stereotypical Asian jokes that you've made because you're Asian oh, I'm it's a, yeah yeah because you're allowed to and i be like Ooh, Um, i feel shitty now i feel like a racist
0: piece of shit probably yeah (laughs) yeah
2: now we know what to get austin for christmas 23
0: and me let's go (laughs) i've always wanted to see like what would happen if i took the test and then they're like you just have great tan or i don't know i can't even think of anything else that i would logically i mean obviously like mexican or some sort of like latin american would be the most i mean it would make the most sense but
1: I mean, to be fair, you're like one of the only Asian kids in a small town of what 1,200.
0: Yeah. See, and that's my that's my biggest fear is there was another like Laotian Vietnamese family in town, the the Cams and the mm-hmm. Lows, and I wonder if they're just like, well, fuck, they're brown, he's brown, we'll just say that he's one of them. Man, you literally went <laughs>
1: from the middle of middle school, mm-hmm. the middle of seventh grade, all the way up to the end of high school. With the tagline, what can brown do for you? Yeah. (laughs)
0: It's my favorite. favorite. Oh, I swear to God that's true. To be
2: fair, I also went to a small town school that was 750 people in that town and also did not have much beyond the color of white.
0: And the answer to what can brown do for you is... Orgasms and making your daddy upset, like it's it was my favorite. Yeah, thing. it was like I got so much like, hey, do you want to piss off your father, poontang in high school? That like, it just became my gimmick. And then I went to college, and um, I had to like rely on my fucking personality because no, like, what? yeah, and like mean, because everyone has issues at that point. Oh my god, the whole reason we go to Northwest Missouri State is because we all have issues. It's it's uh it's an okay. School. It's the issue college. It is the issue college. <laughs> uh, it had the highest um, highest rate of STIs per capita. Fuck yeah, dude! While no. I was going there,
2: yeah. <laughs> Ooh. yeah, it's okay. Central College had a time of um, between me being there and a the couple years after I graduated that they were known for um, sweeping uh, sexual assaults under the rug. So you know.
0: So I, I have lived with my grandparents since since day one, right? Um, my, when my mother got pregnant, she was in high school. She was living at the home that I grew up in, the yellow house that was a blue house and now it's a yellow house again on Grant Street. So my mom gets married like literal months after I'm born, She gets married to a Jason Spanhauer from the Creston area. I think they met in Creston. He's actually from Grant City, Missouri. uh, Worth County. Worthless County, Missouri. Northern Missouri. The worst of Missouri. Um, They meet. They get married. They move to uh, a house very, very close to where my mother grew up. On the south side? South side of greenfield they have a house there they have my brother um that house burns down we move to another house right they have my sister then from what i've been told of course i'm like four at this point so i don't remember any of this from what i've been told big fight domestic violence neither of them are fit to be parents both of them likely doing drugs and the court system is like A family member can adopt all three kids and keep them together, or the system, and they're split up, and they never see each other again. So my grandparents, I think we've talked about this multiple times, my grandparents step up, we are adopted by our grandparents, I live with them until I graduate high school. In the meantime, my mother lives in Greenfield for a little bit longer, not a whole lot longer, and then she moves to Des Moines, and she starts dating this guy named Mike, um and Mike is a uh Mike is a magician. Um and I think we've talked multiple times on this podcast about our, our history with uh magicians. magicians. Yeah. So Mike's um like signature magic trick is making cocaine disappear with his nose. Um so a great influence on so, <laughs> so a great influence on my mother. Um they live in the Des Moines area. they I see them granted they live sixty minutes away, and my 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 biological father lives in Des Moines as well, so like both of my biological parents live sixty minutes away. I never see them they my mom and and magic um will show up to family events like maybe once twice a year, so then she splits with him, and she just decides um she's just gonna fuck off to texas so i don't remember what age i was i want to say it was like maybe i was maybe eight at the time seven eight but i remember this vividly her coming over to my grandparents house we're playing in the backyard on the trampoline there's like a whole group of adults it's her and i remember this like tall skinny guy that she called lurch Uh, i feel like there might have been like a couple women there too but like this, this handsome dude that she was going to go to Texas with, right? So she basically stops by my grandparents' house and she's like, I'm moving to Texas. And, Adios. Uh, yeah, pretty much. And so th- I, from what that I- sounds
1: like some cult shit.
0: Yeah. Man. So from what I remember, like she didn't stay with that guy very long. What? So then in Texas, she meets a truck driver named Clint, Clinton, and an- if I remember right, they were together for maybe a couple years because I, I think she started dating this other truck driver like when I was maybe t- 12. I think they were together for like maybe six years, eight years, something like that. But I remember them dating like all through my formative years. So this guy, and I remember this because his name was Levi Morris, not yeah. the Levi Morris that we went to school oh, with. Oh, okay. Right. So that's the, that was like the funny thing because every time I – like like I interacted with Levi Morris at school. I was like, ah, oh, <laughs> my dad now. Um, but she started dating this truck driver and he was like a really good family man. Like he had two kids of his own. Um, and of course they lived with their biological mother in Texas, but they would go back and he would, he would like visit them a couple of times a year. And so he would bring up like my mother to visit us a couple of times a year. And like, I still had this like, very, because in my formative years, like when you're a preteen up until like you graduate college, I would say like that ten year span, like twelve to twenty two, are like the most important years of your life because you're trying, you're you're kind of figuring out like your personality, who you are, your hobbies, what you're into. And you, and you kind of get a little bit of that independence and a little bit of freedom to kind of decide, like, who you're going to be, who your friends are. Um, it's not just like, oh, I, I hang out with these people because, like, they go to the same church as me or, like, they're they're the kids of my grandparents' friends or, or whatever. Like, you actually get to choose who you hang out with and what sports you play and what activities you're in. So, like, those years are when, like, I, st- I really started becoming good friends with, like – like you, when you moved to town, and Jack Stamper, and Matt Freeze, and so...
1: Jordan Ray. And Jordan
0: Ray. Like, all of those guys that I was friends with is because of, like, were during those years. And I really got into, like, the hip-hop music I was I was doing. And then, like, I really got into, like, pro wrestling even bigger than I had when I was in elementary school. So, like, the things that make my personality what it is now and the friends that I still have now are because of that that time frame, right? So, my college friends, my... High school friends, so she started dating this Levi, this truck driver from Texas, and he's he's a legitimately good guy, as far as I know. Like not a big drinker, not into drugs, and like a, a positive influence on my mom for like the first first time she's ever dated like an actually like decent person. I remember I'm in college at Northwest Missouri State, and I get this call. They had been together for probably seven eight years now, and they're actually married. So she married this guy. Her second husband. Okay. I get this call from Levi and he goes, hey, have you heard from your mom? And I go, no. So my mom was no longer on the truck with him. She decided that she didn't want to travel on the truck with him anymore. So he was going to do the -the over-the-road trucker thing, come back when he can, but he got my mom a trailer home in, I think, Emporia, Kansas, somewhere in Kansas, I think Emporia. Um. So, he calls me up and he's like, hey, have you heard from your mom? I go, no, I have not. Um, He goes, I got home. She, like, there's no trace of her, right? So, my mom is just gone. And this is maybe, this is probably, I want to say 2000, end of 2010 or maybe early 2011. So, I was just getting ready to graduate. So, she decides that she is just done with this relationship for whatever reason. And she starts dating this guy. Um... I can't even think of his name, but he moved her to Missouri. I think like the St. Louis area, maybe if I remember right. This is a while ago. Um, So, we. I. I. I, (laughs) This is the point where we started doing research on everyone that my mom dates because it's like, okay, so (laughs) Levi. Levi is this like decent dude, and you leave him for some guy that you met on the internet. You probably didn't do your due diligence or your research because you're a dipshit. Um, So let's start doing research on this guy. Well, come to find out, this guy just got out of prison because he (laughs) sexually assaulted a girl that was underage. Oh, my God. So not a great guy. Um, She's with him for a very short amount of time. But I remember this guy vividly because... Uh, I don't remember his name, but I, I remember him because this is who she was with. This is who she was dating when my grandfather passed away. And so this is the guy that was with her, like at the funeral. And I, of course, like when you go through something like traumatic, you remember all of the intimate details about this. So I don't remember his name, but I remember like his face. I remember this guy. Well, that doesn't last very long. She moved back to Iowa. And I think at one point she lived with my brother or lived with family, maybe a cousin. But I remember she she lived with, uh, like family in like the Guthrie Center area, which isn't too far from Carroll. So that's where she met the, the next guy that she was with for eight years, and that was Mark. Mark, conservative as all hell, not probably the best uh, influence politically, but that's that's a matter of opinion. He's not an abusive piece of shit, so a step up. Reminded me a lot of Levi. He is an over-the-road trucker, but he works for a local company in Carroll. So he is over the road during the week, but he's home on the weekends. Very hardworking dude. Um, Like I said, we are the complete opposite ends of the spectrum politically, but like always super friendly to me, super nice. And I'm like, you know what? Fuck it. Like it looks like my mother has like settled down to where she has this like stable life. And, like, yeah, she has to have a little bit of independence to her, which she's never had. But, like, she still has this guy that, like, supports her and 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 takes care of her. And then his kids live in the same town. So, she's like, she has a sort of, like, family Fam- life. Like, right? a familial. Yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> then, sort of out of the blue, she just messages me earlier this year, 2022. And she's like, I'm fucking done with mark he's been cheating on me and um things are just like they're not good between us and i'm just i'm fucking done and i was like okay cool whatever um so then my like i said my grandma and my uncles help her get out of what she described as like a not a great thing we kind of all like take her word for it and we're like okay we're gonna get you out of this situation and like you're gonna get your own apartment in greenfield and you're gonna be close to family your own family, and you're going to have that sort of like familial, you know, support thing. Yeah. So you have like, you have your mother there. You have both of your brothers there. Like your kids are close. Um, I don't talk to my sister anymore, but I think she's in the Des Moines area. She is. Um, I know that my brother. She
1: used to work at Flicks. Yeah. I don't yeah, know if she still does. Yeah.
0: So my brother lives in the Des Moines area. He actually lives in Altoona, and then I live in Pella. So we're all like, you know, we're all pretty close. So like you have your family here, and you're going to like – you're going to live on your own, you're going to make your own meals, and, like, you're going to... My mother's never had, like, a job as an adult. Like... Oh, wow. This is very... This is shitty, but I call her, like, the human leech. She just sort of leeches off people and uh, and their fi- finances and gets, like, as much out of them as that she can, and then once they've had enough, then she's like, I'm fucking out of here. It's abusive, and it's bad, and blah. So... um,
2: so, so we, un- we understand that concept. Yeah, so we're yeah.
0: we're like, it's going to be, you're going to be independent and like, you're going to like... It Grow took as you, a person. It took you until your fucking fifties. But like, now that you're, your family is supporting you to the point where your living situation is not dependent on who you're fucking. And like, I I've, I've been that way too, like in my twenties. Like I've gone through some things where like, I'll start dating someone and then it's
2: Grabber. like... <sighs> <What>? I'm kidding. <laughs>
0: <laughs> the amount of times that I had to put out for this man for him to keep me in his apartment is insurmountable.
1: Right? Hey, Ridiculous. It's but the law of
0: equivalent exchange. This is yeah. true. This is true. I paid less in rent than he did to get me back on my feet. My butt holds up mm-hmm. for grabs and that makes sense to me. Yeah. You know? um
2: everyone gets their needs satisfied
0: that's what i'm saying i get a warm cozy place to live and he gets a warm cozy place to live (laughs) in my butt um (laughs) the point i'm trying to make here is that like you're not tied to who you're dating so exactly and my whole thing is i know that i come off as like this unintelligent like very silly dipshit on the podcast and it's it's for entertainment purposes i am i am an unintelligent silly dipshit but at the same time like i'm trying to grow as a person in maturity and like i've been studying buddhism and like learning to know thyself and like that's what i wanted out of my mother's new uh like living arrangement and this whole like hey your family is helping you get through this is that instead of like jumping to the next guy she can finally like learn to Learn to – I don't want to say fend for yourself because that sounds like a little dramatic and like it's based on survival and it's not. But like – You have to learn to stand on your own two feet correct. at some point. And
2: some people do that really early in life. Some people don't.
0: So, I think that – I think there's two ends of the spectrum. There's there's people like my mother who never do and then there's people that like I, – I and I, I feel so bad and they, and they always pride themselves on like being – Way too much, like, way more mature for their age than like everybody else. But it was like, oh, it's because you were abused as a kid. And like, you shouldn't have to like mature faster than everybody else. That's really shitty. And I know there's like, there's some level of pride with that, but it's like, yeah, the reason you had to grow up fast is because like, your parents probably fucking sucked and you are probably abused mentally, probably sexually. And that's why, I don't know. I don't know. I won't get into that. But like, every time someone tells me like, oh, I'm dating, like when I was in high school, or at my early years of college, and it was like, oh, I'm 18, but I'm dating this guy who's like 29, because I'm more mature than most girls my age. It's like, oh, no, he's grooming you. But we yeah. won't get into that. But she's, she's on her own. And it's like, hey, now you get an opportunity to like you're good stable life. yeah like you're you're safe like your family's got your back like you're good so she starts dating this guy i've never met him and i never got a chance to meet him because he's dead now and
1: uh (laughs)
0: um so i never got a chance to to meet him but he seemed like an okay guy and um and then i'm thinking like hey my mom is gonna grieve and she and it really sucks it really sucks for her, but like, she's gonna grow from this. Like, hey, this guy that I was really, you know, I, I really had feelings for, like, this was different, and he passed away, and I'm gonna grieve from this, and I'm gonna grow, and maybe it'll teach me like not to jump into relationships so quickly. And then nine days later, it's like I'm posting about my new boyfriend.
2: Exact opposite. It's, you hope it's, for Yeah,
0: and it's like okay. So then you get to that point. And I think a lot of this like the reason that I acted the way that I did in the messages about the wedding was like I had I had already been stewing on it cuz it's like
1: what the fuck she is just doing? never going to change. Yeah.
0: Like you can And I talked to my grandmother about this and my uncles and it's just like it's that it's that sort of like you can lead a horse to water, but you can't force it to drink kind of thing. It's like we can all like we can all help you, but you gotta fucking you gotta want to help yourself. And she she doesn't. Um
2: I feel like I had that situation well, happen she, recently too with, with someone else. Um doesn't need to be named. But we can yeah, cut it. uh so yeah. he was, you know, got his second DUI, was starting to get sober. And I knew he had no one else really cheering him on because his girlfriend decided to leave him a month after being sober. And I was like, I'll I'll be a friend. And then I like, I then I found out by asking the right questions, because, you know, when someone's hiding something, you can yeah. just see like things are being skirted around. And um, I kind of straight out asked, like, well, did you get drunk? And it, it came up and I was like, all right, like i i can't i can't i can't be that person yeah. for you if you're then gonna take that and like throw it away and they're like well i didn't realize it was gonna affect other people that's because you <laughs> never yeah. do you never do yeah and that's that's obviously not going to change yeah. and i can't be like you're right well, you can take like, them right there to it but they have to be the one to have the action i've had a
0: lot of conversations with a lot of friends that are like i i'm it's it's insane like one of my groomsmen, not you. And and you probably have the same feelings toward it as well. But like I've had this conversation with another groomsman and he was like kinda surprised it took you this long to like completely cut her out of your life. And he's like I'm surprised that it took you this long to like just completely give up. And I was like, you gotta understand it's the same way I feel like with my ex-wife. Like if I have a positive relationship with her, it just benefits everyone. Like it mm-hmm. benefits me. And my, like, my mental and emotional health, it benefits our children. Mm -hmm. So, like, if I, if you get better as a person, it's just going to improve our relationship with each other. It's going to improve the entire family's relationship. We all need each other, especially, like, like, I don't talk to my, my sister. And a lot of that stems from, like, the way that the two of us handled the death of my grandfather Um, there is a lot of animosity with like not just her but like my entire family when like he passed away in October and then in January I was like I can't fucking deal with this like I want to grieve in my own way and my own way is moving to Lincoln Nebraska and not talking to any of you for years So, there's a lot of animosity still built up with my family. That's like, hey, you know, when we needed you the most emotionally and you like fucked off to go be a slut and a rap star in Lincoln, Nebraska for a few years? Like, we hate you for that. Um, And my sister is the one that was like, I especially fucking hate you for that because her and I were super, super close before that. And then we were both sort of in the same place in life when that happened i was like just becoming an adult i had just graduated four-year college she had just graduated high school so like we're both sort of becoming an adult at the same time and it's like hey we could have absolutely like leaned on each other and then you decided to fuck off and then like yeah so um now it's like, I'm trying to do the best I can with like the family that I still have a relationship with. And it's like, hey, like I need, I don't need you as like a parent, but like we all need each other because like someday your mother, my grandmother will pass away and we'll go through all of this shit again. And it's just so much easier mm-hmm. if we all have a positive relationship with each other now and have that like groundwork set so we're not wanting to murder each other. Right. Whether that be, 10 years 15 20 years from now mm-hmm. um and if my grandmother is anything like her mother my great-grandma she will live to be like 100 so it might be like a good 30 years from now
2: yeah that su- knock that, on wood that support system is like a web and if you remove one of those connections the whole structure is weaker so i get it like you're trying to do what's best for in general but at the same time um i've also had to do this too of like there's a point where it's like I I can't. Yeah. I can't like if you want to, you know, keep going with the inner working of the other family, that's fine, but for me personally, there's toxicity, I can't do it. Yeah. And that's that's something that's important. And it's just
0: like I think we talked about this too. Maybe it was just on the last episode actually. I think it was. It was on the episode with uh with Don't Courtney. Punch your mic. Sorry, I apologize. But it was with it was the uh yeah, the episode with Courtney, we were talking about like my grandma is this really nice, sweet lady, but she also has like old school sensibilities about homosexuality. And so, like, it's 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 hard to for my brother to talk to her about anything that goes on with like his right. personal life, relationships, that sort of thing. And like, my grandma is a very like the way that she handles my brother is like, if I don't think about it. It doesn't exist.
1: Mm. And so, like,
0: I love my grandma, but it's very hard to go to my grandma and be like, hey, here are the things that are bothering me. Um, Because, like, she's never done therapy. Like, she's very, like, those are just the things that's that's just my personality. And, like, I can't change them. Like, it is what it is. uh, Kind of personality. So, like, I don't really go to my family for Those sort of stuff, like, I go to Trevor, or I go to Dustin, or I go to you, or I go to Amy, or I go to, like, any of my other friends that are, like, more my age, because I feel like our generation, especially generations that are younger, are like, hey, we're going to talk about our fucking trauma," because, like... Why wouldn't we? You know, like, right. and maybe it's because we grew up with the internet and like we fucking share all of our intimate details with everyone, and probably the fact that we host a podcast that like anyone in the world can listen to. Um, this and, is our therapy. Uh, what are you yeah, talking about? Yeah, pretty much. And, uh, new episodes every Sunday. <laughs> oh, <that's cool>. <laughs> <laughs> um, but like I don't talk to my family about that. So I, that coupled with the fact that like I'm just fucking done with all of this bullshit with my, with my my mother like choosing her random fucking dude she barely knows over her children like all of that combined the fact that i don't really lean on my family anyway so like why why would i keep you around like i'm trying to strengthen this relationship with someone who like doesn't give a shit about it Mm -hmm. for what for like the for the possibility that like 10 15 20 30 years from now when like the matriarch of our family passes away it might make it a tiny bit easier for me like fuck that like yeah i don't i didn't need you then when i actually needed a mother i certainly don't need you now as a 33 year old um, who's
2: more on your your feet than they there's
0: are. i mean there's n- absolutely nothing you have to, to 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 give me and i feel that right. sounds very selfish that it's like well, you're only. Keeping it's realistic. People, you're only I, I wouldn't keeping, necessarily say. It's yeah, selfish. but it's like it sounds very selfish in the in the way that's like, oh, you're but only when, keeping people in your life that like can give you something that you can get out of. But
2: it's a two way path. Yeah. It's just different on what people give to each other or balance each other out. Otherwise, like you said, it's a leech. It's an emotional and mental health leech to yeah.
0: have that person there. And it's just like I, I was joking with. Uh, I was I was joking with Amy about this and i was just like well my brother may get his shit together and may adopt as a as a gay man bisexual man but dates almost exclusively men his entire adult life so like the 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 chances that he has a kid very slim my sister's made it very clear she never wants kids so like i was joking with amy that it's like well that sucks for her but like you basically fucked over, like, the one person that can give you grandkids. And, like, for as, as shit as a mom you were, like, you, you seem to, like, really value that relationship with your grandkids. And because you can't get your shit together, and you choose these fucking random dudes over your family, like, that doesn't just fuck me over as a 33-year-old that doesn't Mm-mm. give a fuck about you. That, like, that fucks over your relationship with your grandkids. So like sorry but
2: know. yeah
0: it it, it is See, what I it wouldn't is. even
1: say that she she necessarily values it I would say it's more of a convenience for her
0: It is um it is she likes to be how do I put this She loves being a grandma on her time. social media
2: Social media yeah that was going to be my thing like Facebook like, like
0: My mother would show up for, like, Christmas or she would show up for, like, birthdays sometimes. But her fucking, her time to shine, like, her, this is her, like, her Alexander Hamilton. Like, I'm the star of the fucking show was my high school graduation because I had just met my father, like, a few months before that. So like my biological father that had nothing to do with raising me and my biological mother who had nothing to do with raising me are in the same building for the first time in 19 years. And they are just glowing about how how they did such a great job raising this like (laughs) smart, handsome, intelligent man. And I just ignore that fucking table, the whole graduation reception. And I'm like, these fucking people that I'm standing with at the front door, welcoming everybody the reason that all of you are here is because like you know me not through my parents but through my grandparents like they're they're the pillars of this family they're the pillars of this community the reason that you're all here is because of not for me like it's fine you want to celebrate me but it's because you know my grandparents and so like you can fuck off because all of this like (sighs) graduating high school is not a success let's first and foremost it's the easiest fucking thing in the world but well i mean I, re- I mean, it really is the easiest thing in the world. So, like, it should be but the it fact happens. that you're celebrating me is really dumb. But the fact that you're like celebrating all my successes, I a fucking like. What are you celebrating? Like, I graduated the easiest thing in the world to graduate. Um, I kindergarten. I ran a fucking I, I ran uh varsity in cross country. I was an okay musician, so if you want to like celebrate that, like, and I, w- I was I did some pretty cool things in 4H. But like, th- you're not celebrating me. You're celebrating like yourself. Hey, your grandparents are one step closer to being empty nesters. Um, But, yeah. Like, (laughs) my biological father, Calm, and and my mom uh, are just like, they're just glowing. They're like, look at this fucking boy we created. And it's like, cool. Like, you gave me some DNA. And here I am. Didn't didn't create the actual foundation of who you are. Like, the little boy literally little boy like five foot five at the time little boy in this purple shirt standing at the front door welcoming people like the reason that he has the personality that he has and like the the manners and the whatever like the reason that he is the way that he is the person that he is had nothing to do with you guys it had everything to do with terry and ardith buckner um and so it's just like this 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 pattern of like like I'm gonna move to Des Moines and I'm gonna date this guy that does coke or I'm gonna break up with him and I'm gonna move off with this guy that I I barely know and I'm gonna fuck off to Texas, and it's like yes the court system did tell you that you're unfit to be a mother and that like you you should you could
2: have at least tried but though. it's like
0: you could you could live next door and right. have a relationship with your kids and you decided. I don't want that. I'm gonna move to Des Moines, and I'm never gonna see my kids. And then I'm gonna move further away, and never see my kids. Um, and then you know I'm gonna bounce from trucker to trucker for forever. And it's just like this, like time and time again. Right. When it comes down to if you if you give her if you give a mouse a cookie, <laughs> it's gonna ask for a glass of milk, and. If you give her a little bit of like independence, a little bit of freedom, a little bit of free will to make her own decisions, the last decision she will make is her children every time. Right. Every time.
2: And and going back to, you said you used to do research on all these people. And I don't know if you ever went back to this latest person.
0: Yeah. And so I I have not done my own independent research, but from he has lived in this community, our hometown, forever. Apparently my, my he was in my older uncle's high school graduating class and apparently like apparently apparently he's an alcoholic. That's another reason we didn't want him. No. Another reason we didn't want him at the um at the wedding. And apparently he the the whole reason for divorce is because of some domestic violence issues. And I can't I don't know that for sure. So Please don't. I mean, Iowa Please courts, don't sue me again. Iowa but,
2: courts online—you could do an easy search. Yeah,
0: but uh, apparently there's some issues with substances and some issues with uh, domestic violence, and but those are
2: <laughs> the exact historically things. those
0: are the men that she goes for, so that's not surprising. Um, of course, there were have- there were a number of reasons that, like, after we made that decision, that I was like, oh, probably like probably not the best guy to, and then another like rumor that not even this guy, but another guy that like our family has connection with. Cause he was married to a cousin of my, my mother's she's been hanging out with this guy. Who's like, he has some drug issues and he has some domestic violence issues. And it's just like, <sighs> like you have this, you have this decision to get out of all of this and like away from all of this. And like your family supports you and you, you have this this opportunity to like you have all the all the tools in front of you to like be a good person and, and make good change. decisions and change and and that's not that's not what she wants and and part of me was like i can forgive you for like wanting to like after your kids get taken away from you she's still only like 22 23 at the time she's had three kids she kind of she didn't go to college she didn't get her like party girl phase so it's like hey i I, I kind of get it you know i kind of get the like you want to just fuck off and do your own thing i get that when you're in your early 20s you're in your 50s now you're 52 years old and you still can't get it together that is what bothers me it's like at what point are you going to grow the fuck up um i don't know because you're 52 and it hasn't happened yet and that's but-
2: 30 years of patterns and like they it's it's hard for them to unteach themselves. Yeah. And
1: I that. mean for any normal person, I feel like having your own child tell you to grow up because of these tendencies that you have.
0: Yeah. Should be a huge wake-up w- call i would say it was a, it Should a huge wake-up call but it's it's one year and and not and the other right um, so in a roundabout way 54 and a half minutes later that's the story of why i uninvited my mother to our wedding yeah so yeah I think
1: more than anything I think you just need to get that all off your chest. Yeah. Not not necessarily like hey we need to fill an hour for an episode or we need to you know have an idea or a topic. Yeah. No. You just lot. you need to get it off and this is the perfect avenue to do it. It's a yeah. lot
2: it's a lot to process because you're right it's not just this one particular instance it's everything that has dominoed up until this point and you're like enough is enough
0: my thing is like especially with the podcast is that i could try to explain something and then it seems like hey i have i have 45 minutes to an hour to talk and then it's like oh yeah and another thing and then like oh yeah and this thing when i was eight and then i just like oh yeah there is a lot of shit and then you just you get to the end of it and you're like oh yeah you know what maybe I did make a sound decision. And the fact that like my family is so close knit and like my family is very much like family over everything. Um, And like, we have some fuck ups in our family and most of my twenties, I was one of them. Um, And for me to like call my grandmother and be like, Hey, uh, so this is what happened. Um, this is why my mother will no longer be coming to the wedding. And for her to, and she would never say this, but in her own special way, uh, basically say the equivalent of like, "Yeah, fuck her. Like that tells me like, oh, this person who is like, family is the most important thing in the world. And then she's like, eh, like good riddance. Um, that tells me like, fuck it. I made the right decision because – your own mother my mother's own mother who is has has gone to bat uh for you gone to war over you a thousand times is is now essentially like yeah i don't know like she's never going to change i've given up too for that person to just say yeah it's over like i give up i give up trying to help when a person like that who is so family centric is like i'm done then i don't feel bad for prioritizing my family the family that i've created my kids and and my soon to be wife i don't i don't feel bad prioritizing that over trying to maintain this relationship with someone who very clearly doesn't seem to give a shit about it.